Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Wright. And I'm Alton Glenn. And today we're going to talk about how Pandora Jewelry is pivoting their fall product launch strategy. Yeah, so Pandora Jewelry is a longtime uh, partner of Pixelated. We're doing a lot of events with them um, all across the country. And uh, they have taken their usual fall um, product launch and kind of rethought it and rejiggered it so that it works with the uh, world of COVID. So the very first thing they did is this is typically an in-person driven campaign where they're doing a lot of things in their stores to get people who are happen to be in a mall or whatever into their location with free food, music, entertainment, things like that. And then capitalizing on those people being in store by getting them to purchase something that day from their existing uh, catalog or from their new fall collection. Um, so again, that entire the entire idea behind this is to get people bodies into stores. Obviously, that doesn't work uh, in the world of COVID. So they've rethought it and turned it into more of a digital marketing campaign that is driven around getting people to specific parts of their website, specific landing pages, um, and into their email marketing strategy. So again, it's a, it's a much more measured approach that is all built around all things virtual uh, as opposed to having to continue to rely on in-person uh, sales. Yeah, so um, before I get into number two, um, like post COVID, like we're seeing, there are so many brands, there are so many industries that have been massively disrupted. So many companies that are, that are frankly, that are that are going out of business. And um, uh, like hats off to Pandora because they realized that the recipe needed to be um, drastically changed, <clears throat> not because the soup wasn't good, but just because it wasn't like cooking to completion and like that's not going to work. So. Um, Number two on the list is uh, implemented new tools for engagement. And what I mean by that is, you know, certainly pre pre COVID uh, Pandora was marketing to people from a digital capacity and getting them to move out through their e-commerce, right? Like ultimately top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, those two things are still probably fairly similarly um, placed inside of uh, where it begins and where it ends. But what they realized is that their, uh, one, their ability to touch people in real life, which has always been part of their blend, like a big part of the Pandora thing is like come in with your loved one and get a charm to commemorate something between the two of you, right? And you both have it. That there's a very personal touch that is involved in that. Um, when we started working with them, uh, with Pandora Jewelry, it was doing running festivals, places, we were, we were going out to commemorative events and capitalizing on being there with people that were participating in that event together and helping them remember it in, in perpetuity. Um, in this new world, right, all of those digital checkpoints, all of those those uh, moments of inflection with a potential consumer, they all exist inside of the digital ecosystem. And you, you, you know, what is it? You need to touch someone five to seven times before you make a lasting impression on them, which means that if you're completely in the virtual world, you need to add additional touch points that make sense inside of your, your, your funnel, inside of the progress that your consumer is going to take from first finding out about the new product all the way through to, you know, like checking out or following up or leaving a review, whatever the case may be. So, uh, number two on the list, just to you know, bullet it again, is uh, implementing new tools for engagement. Looking at their stack of touch points that they had and saying, "This isn't enough. What else can we add that will complement our brand, that will make sense to our persona, to our users, and that will help us understand what their journey is looking like, so we can optimize it or further optimize it." Hundred percent. 
Yeah, so again, like Pat said, if you can't build everything around in-person, real-life events, you need to rethink it. It's a big, big uh, lift for them, and again, one more time, hats off to them for actually pulling it off. Um, I'm sure it was not easy, it was probably a lot of long days. Um, but, uh, the next part, extended time frame. So, this is typically an entire event built around Labor Day weekend. Uh, it's a big holiday, it's a big travel weekend. Uh, a lot of their stores that are in, you know, like Disney Springs, uh, Manhattan, or like Times Square, pretty much places, places where people are traveling to for the holiday are usually the stores where they put the most effort into in terms of capitalizing on those people maybe taking a holiday or a family vacation and wanting to commemorate it, or maybe, you know, like late summer engagements, things like that. Um, and again, it's all built around a three-day, uh, big three-day event. They have decided to extend this to a three-week online campaign that potentially could go longer. Um, and the idea being that they could hopefully uh, touch as many people um, or interact with as many people from a brand perspective uh, as they typically do by making it a little bit longer and making it a little bit more thoughtful on how it was going to be rolled out and how they're going to get in front of folks through social media engagement and uh, the regular e-commerce uh, you know, funnel. Uh, of getting people into their uh, their ecosystem. So again, it's not easy to pull off a brand new event like this. It's not easy to take something that exists and kind of rework it for this whole new world that we're, we find ourselves in. Um, and they were able to do that and they took some of the necessary steps like finding new tools for engagement, finding new places in the funnel where they maybe had weak points where they could inject uh, something uh, that's a little bit more lively or a little bit more engaging, and extending the time frame to make sure that they get all of the ROI out of it that they typically do. Yeah, awesome. Uh, next up on the list is uh, they, they, they kind of rolled out a new backend strategy so that way they were even more in line with playing the long game, and I think that uh, I think that we'd be foolish to say that Pandora doesn't know their consumer and isn't always playing the long game. If you're buying a bracelet that gets charms on it, uh, the idea is that you're adding charms to it over a long period of time. So it's already part of their recipe, but I think that what they're doing now is they're really deploying uh, changes in their strategy to make sure that they are arming themselves uh, with the best uh, sets of information and, and, and data about their consumers so that way they can, they can better or best play that long-term game. And, and what I mean by that is the, the, the more uh, affinity preferences that you can understand about your consumer, the more that you can infer the things that are resonating with them and that are really working with them. And what that does is when you're capturing that, that, that positive sentiment information, you're able to read it and, and plan all that feedback into your future content, into your future campaigns. You know, like it, we talk a lot lately about build, measure, learn, um, and more recently, we've talked about it in product development, and we're talking more about like technology product, but that's true in any instance of everything. You want to always be learning from where you currently are so you can apply it to future efforts. And I think that that's something that, that Pandora has done really well with kind of their rollout and embracing of, of more of a digital long-term ecosystem for their events and campaigns. Yeah, and I would just add to that, I mean, Pat's right, obviously they've always had some sort of back-end strategy or long game um, to get people back into their stores and buying more charms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This particular campaign is really built around the immediacy of 
the in-person event that's happening and getting people to purchase that day when they're in the store. So the fact that they were able to take that campaign and kind of rework it uh, back into more of a long-term strategy, again, just speaks volumes about the, the marketing team there uh, and the engagement team and how they're thinking about making this work uh, over the, the long term. Um, so uh, to that same point, uh, they actually had to, uh, as I said, this is usually built around Labor Day um, or somewhere around there. Um, they've actually had to, or weren't afraid to postpone it and push it back a little bit so that they were able to make sure they had this process fine-tuned uh, and that they had this kind of new strategy or re-implemented strategy maybe is a better word or a better way to say it. They took their existing e-commerce strategy and their existing events and reworked both of them to work together to make something that's really impactful for the business. Uh, and they weren't afraid, again, to push things back a couple weeks to make sure that um, that everything was successful and that they had all the pieces in place to make sure that they weren't scrambling. Yep. And that's not easy to do, folks. It is not easy to, especially for companies large as Pandora, it is not easy to just make the decision that you're going to push back a campaign launch date to ensure that you're doing it the right way. There are a lot of companies. Uh, we've worked with some of these companies uh, that have decided to just... Grip it and rip it. Yeah, just push forward and put your blinders on and act like it's not happening. and. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it is a crash and burn situation. Um, yeah, and, 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 and also like let's, you know, let's not forget about the diplomacy about what it takes for the person who's planning the individual event and all of the, all of the hierarchy in, um, in roles that they have to answer up to. I mean, it's, it's hard to push a date in, in a small company uh, and like a big global company pushing a date. Um, even if it's even if it's just a, a geographic region that the campaign is through, like it's a global company and you need to push a date, like it's, that, there are ramifications to all of that stuff. So hard to do. Kudos to those guys for for doing it. Like it's never a bad idea to delay a few days if the fine tuning is going to provide longer term dividends for you. Um, so uh, the next on the list is uh, is is what I think is is kind of like the class of this whole episode, which is um, Pandora. Jewelry has been uh, incredibly realistic about the task at hand. Uh, they know what they're trying to do. They know that um, they are taking something that has traditionally been um, provided its success by allowing people to show up in real life and to see and touch and hold things and have a moment with their loved one or whatever the case may be. And that a lot of those classic touchstones that they were able to, um, to judge whether uh, an event was um, a huge success or a huge failure aren't uh, aren't going to be at their disposal. So I think they're realistic in knowing um, two things: one, that what I just said is practically the case at hand, and that two, um, they're probably not going to walk away uh, with a with a perfect execution. I think that what they're realizing is that they're embracing this first step towards what that new future is gonna look like. And uh, they're gonna do all the work that they possibly can. They're gonna delay it to make sure that it's as refined as possible. When you can't delay anymore, they're gonna deploy it and they're gonna get it out there. And then they're gonna learn from it and they're gonna apply those learnings to future events. And I think if there's any lesson that is really, really worth doubling back on, it's that right now. Um, don't be afraid to try something. Don't be afraid to get out there. It doesn't mean you need to be completely scattershot. It also doesn't mean that you need to get an A plus the first time out of the gate. The fact that you're trying it, the fact that you're doing the work to get there is, uh, is really uh, commendable in and of itself. And if 
you're planning no matter what that there's going to be a second act and that that second act is going to take the learnings from this act into account, you're doing the right thing. 100%. Well said all the way around. Done is better than perfect in most instances in life. Well done is better than perfect in almost all instances in life. And if you can just, it's a big step, it's a scary step, but if you can take it and just know that you're gonna learn from it and be able to better implement that same strategy the next time around, um, it is not quite as scary. Uh, so, last but not least, um, also these are in no particular order, if you haven't noticed, um, but, uh, these are just all the things that we've talked to them about and seen them doing and been a part of. Uh, so last, again, not least, leaning on existing partners and vendors. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're doing a product launch uh, or you are postponing or taking your event virtual or you have something that you're doing in life that needs to be reworked to fit into this new virtually driven world, um, reach out to your previous partners, vendors, um, what have you, to see if they're able to help with this new thing that you're working on. So I'm sure when Pandora reached out to us, they were not assuming that we had a virtual photo booth. They were curious if there was anything we could provide or anything direction we could provide on ways that they could increase engagement. We, they use us as an engagement tool at live events and in their stores on a pretty regular basis. So again, it was reaching out to see, hey, is there anything you're doing, anything you're working on, any products you have, or any people you're working with that have done something like this? It just so happened we had been working on Pixie Web for a few months when they reached out, and they were able to use it as an engagement piece during this fall campaign um, where people are taking and sharing photos of, um, their new jewelry when they're getting it and also uh, it's built around like a big campaign about what what fall or what love or whatever means to you um, and again they reached out to us they reached out to a lot of their other existing partners uh, and some of them had things that worked and some of them didn't and there's no way for you to know that unless you reach out and again your partners and vendors want to be valuable to you so that you come back to them when things return to normalcy um, at least as normal as they'll ever be and so if they don't have something, they'll probably willingly point you in the direction of something they think will help because again, they wanna stay in your Rolodex and they wanna to continue to add value to you as a professional. So again, kudos to Pandora for being forward thinking, but again, reach out to the people that are in your Rolodex and see if they know of anything, maybe they offer something that can help. Yeah, I mean, that's what we did too. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's been 100% of our strategy is reaching out to our people and asking what they think. So that's it for today's episode. Um, before you go, if you could please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Your reviews help us find more listeners for our podcast, and your subscription ensures that we can notify you each day when we publish a new episode. So without further ado, I'm Patrick Greif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Mm -hmm.